Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. I am your host, Alex Whiteley, and joined with me today is Curtis Langley uh, from the Movement Centre. Thank you very much for joining me today. Hi, Alex. Thank you very much uh, for inviting us on. Well, uh, we are covering uh, the... Well, we're not covering. Uh, they're doing a good job of covering themselves, I've got to say. They're doing a fantastic job at the, uh, the Shropshire Virtual Show. Um, but I thought we could reach out and speak to some of the charities that uh, are taking part or being involved with what's going on. Uh, and the, the Movement Centre is, is something I've heard a lot, you know, I've heard of, about a few times uh, during my travels with the Shrewsbury Biscuit. Um, so I'd love to find out about it. So um, how long have you been working at the, at the Movement Centre for? Uh, so I've been there just over three years now. Um, I started working there as a physio assistant at first. Um, so I joined there from the local hospital where, where we're actually based. Um, and then the, the role has kind of developed and I started doing a little bit of fundraising alongside the therapy work. Um, but now I'm fully on the fundraising side. So I'm the, the fundraising marketing officer at the Movement Centre now. How's that been for you then? Because that's very much a, a different role, isn't it? From a hands-on role to, I mean, I guess it's still hands-on, but not physically, not, not literally hands-on. How was that changing roles for you? Yeah, it was really weird, actually. So I'd done personal fundraising before. Um, so I'd run the London Marathon and fundraised for different charities, but I'd not actually done any fundraising on, on this sort of level before. So it was very different. Um, it's kind of helping in a different way. So whereas before I was going into the assessments and um, working with the families, now I'm trying to raise the money to hopefully help those families out and and put them through a course of therapy at the movement centre. Oh, it sounds like a super rewarding, I mean, if you get the funding, um, it sounds like a super rewarding job. I mean, how difficult is it to to gather up those funds for people? Well, to get people involved, should I say, that's probably the best way of putting it. Well, we we made a fantastic start to this year um, and I'm sure everyone's in the same boat. COVID hit in March, April time and it's obviously become more difficult now. we made a fantastic start to the, the beginning of the year with, with grant funding and different events going on, getting out in the community a lot more, um, lots of referrals coming in. Um, but then, yeah, like I said, it hit everyone like a brick wall, I think, with COVID uh, happening. And it's been a lot more difficult since then. And um, we're probably looking at around eighty to a hundred thousand pound loss this year, just because wow. of those three or four months not being able to do what we would have liked to do, I suppose. I mean, I don't know much about the the clientele uh, that you guys have around you. We'll talk about that in in, de- in more detail in a second. But are a lot of your people sort of shielding, um, you know, so you can't actually go into the houses and and help them out? Yeah. So. All the children that we see have um, a disability affecting their movement control, but some of them also have um, other difficulties with breathing or their chest or other problems. So a lot of them have been shielding and it has been difficult to see them. Um, Most of our therapy staff were furloughed at the beginning or at the end of March. Um, We're hoping, we're working on a, a restart date of September so we're hoping by then 
that our families can, can come and see us again and start their courses of therapy again. Yeah, it's a difficult time. It is a difficult time. But uh, what have you guys been doing to kind of adapt, uh, you know, or evolve, I guess, in some circumstances? Yeah, so our trustees have been working behind the scenes on different things. Um, and then we've been involved in a few things virtually. Um, so this is another virtual event that we're involved in. But um, at the beginning of lockdown, the London Marathon launched the 2.6 Challenge. I don't know if you heard much about I that I did one. hear about that, yes. Um, yes. So a few of the staff and families uh, and supporters got involved with that. Uh, some of our corporate partners got involved, which is great. Um, I ran around the garden 226 times, I think. So nice. It was just little things like that that really helped us through that first little bit of lockdown, really. Um, we raised over £9,000 just from that one event, uh, which was fantastic. Um, and I think, especially now, these virtual events are getting more important for charities um, and certainly being involved in the Shropshire Virtual Show is, is going to be a fantastic opportunity for us and, and the other four charities involved. It's certainly flipping things on its head. I've got to say, I've been reading a lot of stories this week about... Um, you know, you you get um, you've had a lot of music musicians and artists uh, doing doing like live live audio to people on Facebook, especially from the beginning. You know, you had a you know, Biffy Clyro were doing something. There were celebrities it, yeah. doing you know live gigs and things on on Facebook, but now they're looking at um, potentially charging people uh, from sort of like five pounds a ticket to be able to watch someone live on Facebook feed. Uh, because obviously people can't go to the O2 now. They can't go to no. festivals. They can't. They can't do those things that people do when they go to watch live music. It's it's it's, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. Um, I would hate for people for, for like, you know, these things we're used to having for free on Facebook. You know, you, you, all of a sudden a paywall come over it. That would be terrible. But yeah, I think time, a lot of a lot of events are going to be switching to virtual now because it's I, I suppose it they've shown that it can be done yeah um whether it will work or not post covid i don't know but i think you, you can't beat a live event can you so Absolutely i think not. it will get back to that when we can but um yeah if if people want to be entertained in the meantime then i suppose that's the the only way they can do it Seeing Jared Leto being lowered from a ceiling whilst they're throwing out giant, colourful balloons and confetti's flowing. Yeah, there's nothing like a live festival or a live concert. Exactly. Right. Um, but this is where uh, we've been talking a lot with, I mean, with what the, the philosophies of the virtual show, you know, uh, we can't do this, so we're going to do a virtual. Did it marry up with what you guys have had to do to adapt? Um, you know, is that why you guys are involved? I think the main thing was the fact that we were working with other charities. Um, I don't know what the other charities have said, but I think which working mutually in a time like this is really important, sharing ideas um, and just supporting each other, really, because we're all in the same boat and we're not kind of fighting for the funding. It's, mm. it's where we can help each other if we can, isn't it? So. And that's the important thing, isn't it? It's not us versus them or we need to do no. better than we need to get the money off the people. You all, all of you guys are, are, are trying to help. 
you know, or we spoke to Rachel from Dog Aid. You know, assistance yeah. dogs are super important. It's a lifeline for some people. Um, so yeah. they need their money just as much as you guys, as, as the RCC, as everybody else taking part in this. And it's brilliant. It's an innovative... I say that word a lot, innovation. Uh, it's not. It's uh, inspirational to see your, um, everybody coming together and, and learning how to, how to communicate with one another. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 the people that are going to pay off for this is the people that need your help. Yeah, yeah, certainly. No, we can't thank the, the, the organisers enough, really, for getting us involved with the Shropshire Virtual Shows. And it's fantastic. It would be a great event to be involved with. Yeah, we're going to be there as well. We're going to be, the Shoes Biscuit's going to be there all day. We're going to have a, yeah. a studio set up. We can do some live interviews and things. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, and uh, you know, to you guys as well, I suppose. Then, well, it's back to the kind of old. Yeah, we 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 were starting to do that. We were starting to go out and set up places and take part in events and festivals, and it all stopped. It was just yeah, yeah. It was uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big change for us recently but you know it's, it's doing what we like to do anyway you know i just i miss that like we were about to we were about to hit all the festivals and then yeah it was just a, a terrible thing um but i can't complain because obviously it's done for a reason all this social distancing That's it. Yeah, yeah. um yeah the the i mean we we're talk, I was, I was talking about putting uh festivals live live shows behind a paywall uh, and how bad that would be but i mean it's all about how much you uh want to make the most of it like with the, the shopshire virtual show we're very much encouraging people to drag the tv out in the garden buy in some munchies get some drinks get some family members from your bubble round, and get a barbecue going and make a day of it i mean if, it, if that's going to be the case it's definitely worth a donation i think I think hundred percent. Yeah, I think making your own event uh, at home would be the perfect way to enjoy the show. Mm, fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Let's talk about the movement center then. Um, how long has the movement center been going for? How long um, so how we long? were launched as a charity in 1999. Um, so fairly new. Fairly we've been new. Been going a lo- yeah, a long, long time. Um, before <clears> that, it was kind of all about research and in, into the therapy that we. Um, provide Um, so the therapy is targeted training Um, so the therapy involves a standing frame and a physiotherapy program that's kind of the the basics of it Um, it's it's always a 12-month course of therapy um, and the children are are always assessed before they go on to a course of therapy so it's they're assessed by our therapy team to see if they would uh, benefit from that course of therapy before they start Okay, and it's just children you de- you guys deal with then, no adults? It is, yeah. We, we have, in the past, before my time, um, done a little bit of research with adults as well and found it did work, um, but we are focusing on the, the ch- child's aspect at the minute um, just because early intervention is key, really. So all uh, the children that we see are between the ages of 1 and 14-ish. That's the oldest we go to at the minute. Um, but most of them are between the ages of one and seven. So I guess even when someone's got um, disabilities or ailments, that the, the body's still growing and, and morphing and doing that thing that, that young bodies do. Um, so that's yeah. the important part, right, is when you're young? Yeah. So it's getting that kind of solid base before they move on to that next kind of functional acti- activity, I suppose. Um, so all the children that we see are can have maybe cerebral palsy or Down syndrome, find it difficult to control that movement. But what we do at the Movement Centre is 
hopefully give them enough strength and control so that they can can do can perform those functional activities and what kind of impact does this have on you know from your experience since you say you've been there for years what what kind of impact does this have on a young person's life because it given them a new uh, lease of life for example so it's not only the children that it has an impact on really it's it's the whole family that come to the movement center so that's it's kind of and even not stopping there, going back to their community, I suppose. Um, but the, the impact it can have on a child um, is huge, really. So a lot of the children, they're at different levels when they come to us. Um, but it can be anything from them lacking head control all the way through to maybe just on the edge of standing or taking their first steps but can't quite get there. Um, so, again, that's where our assessments come in um, really importantly where our therapy staff can assess each child individually. Um, each assessment lasts probably two to three hours, and we spend that time with the child and go through all the functional activities that we need to, to kind of get the outcomes from. Um, and then a, an informed decision can be made then for them to go on to a course of therapy. Is, is what you guys do like the only option for some people or is there, is there always like the drugs or, or, or terrible operations and things? Is this like an either or thing or, or is it like the only thing that some people can do? Does that make sense? No. Yeah, no. So there's lots and lots of therapies out there and lots of uh, surgeries that these children can have. But we like to think that we can give them that kind of kickstart, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we like to work alongside the other therapy departments. So it's, it's not a, no, we are the only ones that can help. It's, it's the, the kind of grouping effect, of, the culmination of everything put together that gives the, the child that chance to reach okay. their full potential. That makes sense. That makes sense. The reason I ask is I spoke to a great guy on a different show that I do called Kevin Bailey. Um, he's a he's a guy in Georgia in America, um, and he 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 what he does is he rehabilitates people that have had injuries instead of them going on opioids or you know to drugs. Yeah. That, you know, uh, it's a big problem in America, uh, and he's he had this amazing positive a uh, positive outlook on life. And I always wondered what he what his thoughts would be with with, with a child that's had a, a severe disability or you know um i guess i guess you so a bit of the what you guys do at the movement center surgery if they need it and then the painkillers i mean young children is different isn't it but all we do at the movement center is the, the movement side of it so all yeah. ours is the, the physical and the physiotherapy around it um but we work alongside those different departments and like I said, try and bring everything together to hopefully give them that chance to, to reach that the potential. Yeah, yeah. So what do you guys do then uh, as, as far as movement and, and, and exercise? Um, what are the favourites you guys do? So at the movement centre, do you mean? Or as yeah, staff? you guys. I mean, <laughs> I don't know the process. I don't know if, you, if it's all about um, physiotherapy, whether you guys do a bit of yeah. sport, whether you go out walking together. So what do you guys get up to to, to try and help but, these children? Targeted training is is to be as fun as possible because at the end of the day we're working with children. Yes, they don't want to be involved in a boring therapy program. We we it's the targeted training, like I said before, involves a standing frame. So wherever the weakness starts become to become an issue, that's where they're held in the standing frame. 
Um, And then the therapy program can be kind of implemented around that. So it's all about reaching and so getting their siblings involved, getting toys involved and just making it as fun as possible. And that must have been really, uh, terribly difficult for you guys during COVID because um, having to do things, a lot, I guess, remotely, um, unless there's people. Is there a residency there where you guys, or do you guys usually just go out to people's houses or do they come to you? No, so all the families come to us. Um, so most of the families are from Shropshire, Staffordshire area, North Wales. But we do have families come to us from Scotland and from down south as well. So they... They come to us for the, the half day, so it's three, four hours of um, assessments and getting the outcome measures and then changing anything that we need to at that time. Um, but it's it has been very difficult. We've tried to keep in touch with the families, but obviously we haven't been able to come to the centre during this time. Yeah. Um, so we're just looking forward really to... We're working on opening our doors again in September Fantastic. and Great. Getting, yeah. getting families back in and, and working hard again, really. I bet you guys can't wait. I mean, there's nothing worse than having uh, problems in work. <laughs> but, I mean, like yeah. uh, when you can't actually do your job because they can't come to see you, that must have been like, wow, what were, how, how, what were your initial, initial feelings when all that happened? Was it a case of, right, we need to think of a different way to do things? Or was, oh, we're screwed. Like, you know, what we're going to do? No, we, we tried to work around it. So all the families um, that have started their courses of therapy already, they've got their standing frames at home. So they can continue the therapy at home. Oh, yeah, okay. um, it's, um, the therapy involves a half hour every day. Um, so the families can continue that at home. It's just when the, the children have made enough progress for the standing frame to be moved down, we haven't been able to do that part. So it's kind of been, I suppose, slowed down a little bit because of that. Um, and then feeling really sorry for the families that were had been referred to us but can't actually start yet. Um, so they've been referred by their other physios or their clinical teams. And because we've been closed because of COVID, we haven't been able to to assess them yet. So again, just looking forward to having new faces at the centre and, and getting them started on a course of therapy. I mean, I've heard so many horror stories about medical facilities across the country, you know, putting off operations, important operations, uh, physiotherapy or, you know, things yeah. like this where, similar to yourselves, where you really, these people really need help, but you, you can't. Uh, it must have been really hard, yeah. yeah, yeah. So the, the orthopaedic where we're actually based, um, they're actually using our building at the minute for storage or um, for writing reports and stuff. So we're kind of working alongside them as well. They they went through a stage of not having any surgeries happening and and anything like that, but they are starting to come back now. So we're, we're hoping that in September we can we can get back to, to what we do best and, and help these children that really need it. Well, I hope so too. Uh, you do, uh, you know, I really do hope so. Um, what's the uh, what's the community like with you guys then? Because obviously, uh, children come with family. Family have friends. Uh, the people are really supportive of what you've been doing through uh, through lockdown. Our social media, yes. like you've got lots of support. Yeah, so our social media has grown over the last few years, which has been incredible, and that's probably mainly down to the families sharing their stories 
um, then their friends and family get to see that and it's the community around the movement centre is incredible really with we, we've got a, a group of volunteers that do a lot of work for us fundraising wise um, we've got a lot of businesses that support us um, and yeah we, we try and get everyone involved in where, where we can really no, that's nice. It's, it's nothing better than a. I feel like I feel like uh, to a charity, the community is like the backbone. Really, I mean, it's like if you if you're going to do a fundraising event, uh, you need people talking about it, don't you? You know, hundred um, percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, what kind of fundraisers did you used to do b- before COVID nineteen? Did you guys get involved with a lot of local events? Did you could take? Yes. So we um, put on on our own events. So we had a golf day. We had. Um, we were meant to have a a run in April. May this year that had to be cancelled that was our first year of doing it so that was a a huge disappointment but hoping to do that again next year um we always try and attend kind of charity markets and stuff like that and again it's the community feel not just within our little bubble it's meeting all the other charities at those markets which again you can share ideas and bounce ideas off and that's the kind of the nice thing about visiting those markets really yeah people in the same sort of field as you guys that you know you yeah. can share ideas with that's fantastic um so who who broke the ice with uh with the the, the virtual show then did they they come to you or did you be like hey can we get involved with this what was what, what happened there you, you know? know what i'm not really sure because hmm. <laughs> hmm. i i was furloughed at the time they came i think they asked us We'd worked a little bit along, alongside the other charities before, um, and I think it, it just came about that way. Um, the League of Friends are actually one of the other charities, so they're based at the orthopaedic hospital where we are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was just a... I think, I think they're just... Because I was furloughed, I wasn't sure, but, yeah. I think it's look, looks to be involved. It looks like they've looked at charities that are just within the radius of what they do i mean i should have asked them yeah. that on the show really how did you choose the charities we, we had them on the show um anna and scott um are you guys yeah. going to be um how are you guys what's the best way to put this are you guys going to be taking part in the festival are you going to be there are you going to be encouraging your clients to sort of sit and watch what are you guys yeah so we've been sharing it on social media as much as we can facebook twitter and instagram and sharing it with our families trying to get them involved with all the different competitions as well so i'd I definitely urge people listening to this to put on their talent hats and get involved with the talent competition or if they've got a pet or anything like that, a dog, and get involved yeah. with the competitions as well. Absolutely. Uh, listeners, are you listen- if you're listening to this, there's still time. Uh, there's uh, <laughs> The Shropshire's got talent um, competition. They've got uh, the dog competitions. You need to go on the website and have a look. There's so much you can take part with that you should um, absolutely. Um, it's it's going to be so much fun. Um, as a fundraiser, somebody's just take. I mean, how long have you been doing the, the fundraising bit for? Did you say? Uh, around three, yeah, around three, three and a half years. So going from, um, you know, I, I guess a, a lot of your work is emails and, and, and Skype, Zoom chats and conference yeah. meetings and things like that. How has it affected your, your work during lockdown? Has it made you more productive or less? You know? Because I was furloughed. Yes, of course. I would yeah, say course, less course. productive. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I am back uh, just one day a week now. Um, yeah. And we're just trying to 
kind of ramp it up for that restart in September. Um, like I said all, all our therapy staff are still furloughed. Um, but it's been, as a fundraiser, it's been difficult, but I suppose opened my eyes to other ways of fundraising. So it's, we've yeah. been unable to do the face-to-face fundraising, um, but just thinking of different ways to, to fundraise. And we, we send a lot of uh, grant applications out. So we've been doing a lot more of that as well. So. Using a lot more of your initiative yeah. and things like that. So yeah. I was laughing because that's the, that's the point I was trying to make was, is it make you more versatile? Not, um, oh, did you enjoy yourself on furlough? I didn't mean it to sound like that. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you did tell me as well earlier in the interview that you went on for a little, so. um but yeah you're glad to be back now um it's a difficult time for a lot of charities that you know especially charities that have shops that haven't been able to be open um, that rely a lot on events and shows that they go to uh, that haven't been able to go to uh, and a lot of where the benefactors they haven't had their money so they haven't been able to put it in it's been difficult and which is why i think it's really important I'm really heartwarming that um, they've, they've put this virtual show together because they were like, they could have made money off this. You know, and I, I know there was, it's a Cavalier Center that's put this together, but I mean, like, they could have easily just gone, yeah, we're going to make the money for it. But no, they, they, they've looked after a lot of the charities around, around Shropshire. So uh, hats off to them. No, definitely hats off to them. And it, I think this will probably be the start of other sh- virtual shows around the country, I, I think. Um, I think they've made a unique and exciting event that, for people to get involved with um, when people maybe have to stay at home and, and can't get to the, the agricultural shows, the events that they were planning on this year. So I think it's a great event for everyone to get involved with. Absolutely. I mean, I, I try and be as positive as possible. This is me, right? This is what I do. But can't help but think there's a, something a bit, a bit Skynet about all this. You know, everybody's like on, online, relying more on robots and AI and stuff. It's all, everybody's just kind of like, you know, getting the robots to do thing. I'm just got a feeling, yeah. you, know, one, you know, we need to be careful of all this, but no, it's going to be fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Bring back face-to-face uh, talking, <sighs> I say. <laughs> you know what? I've been in town today. I've been recording bits of audio for the bid. We're making some... Uh, audio tours different parts around Shrewsbury today I did St Mary's Church and then we did uh, with uh, Robert Milton uh, and then I did Bear Steps with Bibbs from the Civic Society she's amazing and just being around people I mean that 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 area around Bear Steps around Shrewsbury if you know it um, it's by the toilets you know by the outside the Prince Rupert there's a nice bit of grass the sun's shining there's people lying on the grass eating the sandwiches reading books it was just beautiful just being out and around people you're right that face to face thing is really important you know yeah. I hope people don't uh, kind of forget what talking is really <laughs> yeah it's, we a, it's need a, to get back to it <laughs> we need to and it is a difficult thing because um speaking to someone over zoom or skype is is completely different isn't it you know i, I for all i for all you know i could have no, nothing on underneath here like you know, <laughs> but i do i've just been outside uh, but i have got shorts on because <laughs> i'm too hot for my work trousers so. <laughs> well yeah it's ridiculous out there at the moment it's like 30 yeah. degrees but it's just starting to cloud over see what i'm doing uh, tonight is i am taking my little boy not taking my little boy this is gonna, we we're gonna go camping soon but to see how my little boy copes in a tent, we're going to go stay in a family's, <laughs> gar- family's garden overnight in, in the tent. Just nice. to some of it. So I'm looking at the skies now thinking, uh, what's going to happen now? Cause it's gotten to cloud. Yeah. I don't think the weather knows what it's going to do. Does it? I, and you're right. You know, I, I was uh, <laughs> today before I went out, I was, I was going to put jeans on. Um, yeah. 
and um you know not not dressed like this at all and uh, i'm glad i didn't um and you know before we end this i want to give a shout out to uh to bill tomaszewski who's uh, the husband of bibs who i've been with today we finished uh the doing these audio tours and bibs is struggling you know she's not a lady it's really hot um she's doing her best to do make these voice tours sound fantastic and they did and I said to her afterwards, oh, my God, it's so hot. I'll get you a drink after this. We'll go sit down. I'll buy you a drink. She's like, I live, I live just around the corner there. Come around mine. We'll have a beer. And I was like, okay, fantastic. Great. Went into a house. And Bill's there. He's, he's, he's a really loud American guy, but a really kind, fun, loud American guy. And uh, Bibbs was like, oh, Alex has come for a cold beer. I said, he's like, absolutely, man. I've got a beer for you in the fridge. Take a seat, Alex. Give me a beer. Uh, we, we start chatting. We talk about Hawaii. I went to Hawaii when I was like a kid. You know, he's like, he went upstairs. He came down. He brought me, he brought me out tropical shirts that he had in his, in his wardrobe for years. He goes, you can have these. They're for you. Literally, it's just amazing. I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, um, you need to go to Hawaii again now then. I know, yeah. We want to go to Hawaii, but the wife's like, yeah. Well, no, uh, we will go at another time. Um, do you want to speak to anybody in particular? Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to uh, while you've got the opportunity? You know, messages for people. I just want to say thank you to everyone who has supported us through uh, this these weird times um, and when we come out on the other side hopefully they keep supporting us and um, yeah keep and support this Shropshire virtual show as well um, get involved where you can watch get in your garden like you say have a few beers and something to eat barbecue and enjoy the show on the, the 22nd of August this is going to be a cool experiment because I mean, you it could, is. you could, no, you could sit on your bed and watch it on your phone, couldn't you? You know, you, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, like, it's about what you make it. And like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I work, uh, I'm an immersive um, scare actor. I work for immersive events at the Shoes of Prison. Oh, and um, yeah. when people come in to do like prison break or the, the Halloween scare mazes and things, you can tell the people that have gone all in. You know, they are in that scenario. Yeah. They're going for that scare maze and they're getting terrified and they're, they're looking at the actors and like, oh my God, he really is a butcher. He really is going to cut my head off, you know. Yeah. And then you can see the people that are like, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah, what's this? <laughs> and you can tell that the people that are all in are having the best fun of their lives. Yeah. And that's yeah. a, a weird uh, roundabout way of saying, if you, go, if you put more, you know, if you do that, like you said, get some food in, uh, have a few drinks. Using your imagination, isn't it, as well, and making it a making it a whole event. Absolutely, yeah. That's why I encourage people mm-hmm. to do. Um, where can people find you? Uh, social media and um, web page, websites, and things. Yeah, so we're on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. Just searching the Movement Centre or at TMC Ottery on Twitter, um, and then our website is www the hyphen movement hyphen center.co.uk uh, and you can find any information on there um, and any families that that think that we can maybe help their child please get in touch yeah please do please do and what can joe public do to help you um is there anything that people can do are you have to volunteers can people donate to you guys directly or what what, what is it can people can do to help you yeah so people can donate through our website um and we've got more events coming up um so i mentioned the 2.6 challenge at the beginning of lockdown um the my the ride prudential london have um are organizing an event again in august 
called the My Ride, Ride London, which is a cycle ride. Um, and yeah, people can get involved with that as well and get in touch if you, you want to. Fantastic. I like that. That's really good. Um, you've been fantastic, Curtis. I'd lo- are you going to be... Have the- you have. No, I love this, con- <laughs> this kind of... Con- to you, this is like, oh, it's just work, you know. Uh, <laughs> but to me and to everyone else listening... It's fascinating. We've uh, we've been able to take a step into your life and have a look at what what you guys do at the movement center, because this is important. It is important, like we said, it's yeah. a lifeline to these kids. Yeah, um, definitely. And you know, because of of COVID nineteen, it's been a, in jeopardy. Now we can do something to give you give it you know a, a, a bit of that um, a, a bit of that back. Um, no, thank you very thank you very much for having me on the show as well. No, no, it's and any time in the future where you need to fill another podcast definitely invite us on oh, we will we will do um uh, what i was gonna say i was gonna say something wow it went out of my, out of my mind uh, i would really encourage the listeners though to go to uh the shropshire virtual show website which is simple it's shropshirevirtualshow.com beautiful looking website there as you go in there's a pop-up that says uh, discover the competitions these are ways you can take involved if you've got a particular a particular perky pooch i think i put it last time and you want to uh, take a picture of it and show the world uh do that um or if you've got a fantastic talent that you want to show the world whether it's your singer a poet uh, you're a poet or you can do something fun a party trick i don't know absolutely um, anything yeah anything you've learned in lockdown get involved Yes, that's a good point, actually. People have learned a lot of new skills in lockdown. Show them. Show them off to the world. Um, yeah. Curtis, you've been fantastic. And are you going to be at the event? Are you going to be at the... Actually, yeah, at the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully you will see us about. The, the, there's like there's loads of us team biscuit, uh, biscuiteers will be about there. Um, and it'd be good to, to meet you in, in person. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Um, listeners, no, um, thank you. You've been fantastic. You really have. Um, listeners, I would encourage you guys to check out our website. It is www.theshrewsburybiscuitpodcast.co.uk. You can access all of our audio, which is there. If, you don't, if you're not into your Spotify and your iTunes and your, and your Podbean, which is where it's at as well. That's, I, love, I love doing that. Uh, <laughs> make sure you check it out. You can also get in contact with us via that website too. If you would like to get involved with the Shrewsbury Biscuit, if you'd like to come on, um, if you have any suggestions for us, or if you would like us to make you uh, an advert to throw in our show, uh, get in touch with us. We'd love to hear it from you. Curtis, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fantastic. Thank you very much, Alex. It's been fantastic. Um, I'm just going to hit stop right now. And that's it. Thank you very much, guys. And um, peace out. Thanks.